Jenny. I'm Inyang. And we are Unbounded Compass. We may come from completely different backgrounds and appear to be opposites, but have found that actually we have many shared interests and ideas. We also find that it's fun to compare our differences, and we thought you might enjoy exploring this idea of cultural diversity with us and maybe practice some language skills along the way. Jenny와 제가 다른 국적, 문화적 배경, 언어나 생김새 등을 가지고 있으면서도 또한 많은 경험과 생각의 공통점을 가지고 있다는 것을 계기로 좋은 친구가 되었듯이 여러분과 같이 친구처럼 수다 떨듯이 다양한 흥미거리를 같이 나눠보고자 언바운디드 컴퍼스를 시작하게 되었습니다. 오늘 첫 번째 팟캐스트에서는요 저희 네이버, 네이버 블로그에 올라와 있는 제니의 글을 바탕으로 크리스마스에 대해서 얘기해보고자 하는데요 처음이라 무척 떨립니다 하지만 재미있게 들어주시길 바래요 Since it's getting closer to Christmas Is there anything that you've been preparing for your children or your family members? Yeah, of course we've been doing preparations pretty much since Thanksgiving and the ideal way is to get all of your shopping done well before Christmas so you can actually enjoy the time at Christmas time and luckily this year is a good year. I have all the gifts for my children purchased already. That's good. And I think I only have maybe two friend gifts left that I need to purchase. So considering it's only the 14th, that's pretty good. <laughs> wow. How about you? Not at all. <laughs> I better hurry. <laughs> I better hurry, yeah. I have a solution for you. Next year, mm-hmm. online shopping. That's cool. That's really the key. You don't actually have to leave the house as long as you get it done at the first two weeks of the month. That's true. You're golden. I tried. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm actually really good, good at online shopping because a lot of Korean people, um, they are now more exposed to a lot of, like, in here, if I can compare probably like Groupon sort of mm. um, websites and they can get really good deals for a cheaper price and then Korean delivery system is way faster than here you can literally get like food, fresh made food from Seoul to Busan in same day maybe even next day I've heard this about Korea yeah ours is getting better but it's not yet that good oh yeah when I moved here first time <laughs> I ordered something I was waiting and waiting and waiting and then maybe I got it like a week after, and then I heard that that's common, normal. normal. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. That's why you have to get your shopping done by about now. Now, yeah. Or it might not get here That's why I'm, I'm, I'm screwed right now. <laughs> you might hit them all later. Right. All right, so um, you've uh, written some articles about Christmas, and we post those three articles, actually, uh, on our blogs on Neighbor, and... I had I was reading through those articles and I found uh, many many questions. Okay. Related to those, so um, I have some questions for you. Perfect. <laughs> All right. So first one. So you were talking about this Christmas tree farms uh, on the first article, and is it common everywhere in the U.S. to go to tree farms? Yeah. So you kind of mentioned this earlier and. I have my experience, which I will share, mm-hmm. but I wasn't actually sure if this was something that was really widespread in okay. the United States. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you ever watch any Christmas movies, mm-hmm. they often go to tree farms or tree lots. So I knew it ha- happened other places, but I wasn't sure how widespread it was. So I looked up some information about it. And you will find that there really are Christmas tree farms in just about every state mm. in America, including Florida, which is 
obviously kind of a tropical right. state, but exactly. they have tree farms there that you can go to. With the um, tropical trees? or is They that... definitely have different types of evergreen trees okay. that grow in their region, okay. which is, you know, that's kind of fun because different areas have different types of trees, but they all have trees for the right. most part. So you can go to a tree farm and mm -hmm. pick out your tree and chop it down and throw it on top of your car and bring it home, which is super fun. Right. Um, and then those that don't have immediate access to the land that it requires to have a tree farm mm -hmm. most of them have lots so they'll bring the trees in from a tree farm and set them up in a tree lot mm -hmm. and so then you can go pick your tree which that's actually what i did more before coming to washington okay um, growing up in idaho we would often just go to the mountains and cut down a tree mm -hmm. and then after i moved to utah we some people still did that you could still go cut down a tree but we usually got it at a tree lot okay. and then when we came here Everybody went to the tree farms because literally within 15 minutes of driving from my house, there are like five or six tree farms. Mm. I think two have closed recently, but even still today, four tree farms within, you know, 10, 15 minute drive of my house. That's so we've tried them all <laughs> Yeah, and they're all, you know, they have different experiences to offer. But, but the whole phenomenon of mm -hmm. tree farms mm -hmm. is kind of new. Mm -hmm. It sprung up after World War II mm -hmm. um, and really a lot of people, they've been doing that for years more and more and more. Mm -hmm. And only since, I don't know, the last decade or so, some people have gone, maybe two decades, people have been buying fake trees. Right. And for a while there, there were more fake trees being purchased to the point where it was just about as many people were getting fake trees as real trees. But I think there's a bit of a swing back now. Okay. More people are getting the real Christmas trees, especially because it's a farm. They plant them to be harvested so they can just replant. So it's not like we're killing all the trees. Right, exactly, yeah. I mean, I get we are that. killing them, but... But yes, yes. They're so. being replaced. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of uh, plastic trees, um, why do you prefer a real tree over plastic ones? Because, you know, in my mind, I'll be like, why, if you buy plastic ones, you can use it several months, years, I mean, and then you can save some money. Why do you like to buy new, real ones every year? I've actually done both. When mm -hmm. we lived in Utah, we bought a fake tree, mm -hmm. which we used for a few years because for all the reasons you're stating, mm -hmm. it was cheaper, we could reuse it every year, mm -hmm. and it wouldn't die. Right. Because we would want to put it up at Thanksgiving, which means it needs to live for three or for, four yeah, weeks. And, time, and yeah. a lot of times we would get trees that had been picked you know, in November, and then it went to a tree lot. Mm -hmm. By the time we got it, it had been there a while, so it would die, and yeah. it was messy. Right. So we had one, but having done it both ways, Definitely, I definitely prefer a, a, a actual real tree because a, they smell so good in right. your house, true. and I, I mean there's just something that a real plant brings to the aesthetic, you know, the atmosphere that you don't get with a plastic tree. Right. Plus, I try to limit my use of plastic. I don't think that's necessarily Not healthy for the oh, environment, yeah. mm -hmm. and especially since living here and going to the tree farm, I mean you really are paying partially for the experience of right. the tree farm. Mm -hmm. So all the different farms near us kind of offer different things, mm -hmm. but our favorite one to go to, um, it has, I mean it's not just about the tree, right. it's beautiful, they have oak trees lining it, it's the one I wrote about in the blog post, mm -hmm. um, but they also have the petting zoo, they have the hay bale rides, they have the little shop where you can buy ornaments, they give you free hot, free hot chocolate or coffee, free candy canes, mm -hmm. you know, there's just it's the experience of going. It's fun to go. And yeah, you pay more for the tree mm -hmm. at a tree lot or a tree farm like that one, mm -hmm. but you're kind of paying for the experience. So it is more expensive, but it's worth it because it's more fun mm -hmm. and it makes your house smell 
Lovely. Lovely. <laughs> okay, and then also my question is: so since you have a real tree, then how do you clean it up, or what do you do with that after Christmas? Well, depends on where you live, but typically you have a couple options.、Um, I have three really where I'm at, and、mm. I think that most people have at least one of these options.、Um, a lot of people where I live, we kind of live in the country a little bit more. People have more property, so they already pay for a yard service.、Mm. So, like you would pay for a trash can for them to come pick up on a weekly basis. You can also pay for a yard debris bin. Okay. So a lot of people will just throw, the, you know, cut their tree so it fits, throw it in the yard debris bin. It gets picked up on your yard debris day. Okay. Second option, because I don't actually pay for yard debris service,、um, you there are always these volunteer groups that come around.、Mm -hmm. Typically, I mean the scouts, they're one that come around. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, yeah. So if you, they'll usually put out a flyer or let you know what day they're coming around to、mm -hmm. do the tree pickup service,、mm -hmm. and you just have to stick your your tree out on the street,、mm -hmm. and then they will come and pick it up. I think you can donate money if you want, but it's free service, so、yeah. they'll just take it if it's out there. And then the third one,、um, which we've also done, is. Find a local yard debris recycler、okay. if you have one near you. We have one that's pretty close to us,、mm -hmm. so we'll just throw the car or the tree in the car or back of the truck, preferably because、mm -hmm. it、mm -hmm. could be messy.、Mm -hmm. Drive it down, and for a couple bucks, you can leave it at the yard debris recycle center. How do they recycle? Do you know? Yeah, actually, they reuse all of the the yard debris you bring,、mm -hmm. and they make. Um, topsoil and mulch and all、Makes、kinds、sense. of things that they then sell. sell so they make money、again. when you bring your debris, and they make money selling it back <laughs> to you to put back in your yard. But it is convenient because it's you know somewhere you can take it, drop it off. It's it's like three bucks. It's not very much.、Mm, that's true.、Um, cool. And then um, um, the elf on the shelf thing. So I know <laughs> there is a book about it and a really popular book. I. Went to、uh, different bookstores and they have these goodies about it, or, or books just displayed on every shelves. And why? Why do you think it's so popular? What? Is, what is it about exactly? I know this is one of those kind of newer trends. I have not really gotten behind.、Um, I think the book came out in two thousand five, and this mother daughter team wrote it about a tradition their head their family had created when they when she was、uh, the daughter was young.、Mm -hmm. um, but basically. The book comes with the elf doll,、okay. and the story talks about how the elf has been sent from Santa.、Mm -hmm. He's here to, you know, check on you and see well your kids. You know, see how they're doing. Are they behaving? And then report back to Santa. So、okay. um, he'll come. He'll hide in your house, and then <laughs> at night he goes back and reports. So when you receive the book, you also receive the doll and. The children get to name the doll, and once you've named the doll, then it's awarded its special powers, where it can, you know, travel back and forth、oh. to the North Pole. So the rules are: you can't touch the elf because it will make him lose his powers, and obviously that will not go well for you when、Ooh. Santa's thinking of bringing you gifts. And and also that it never moves or speaks while people are present. So during the day when it's hiding. It's just listening. You can talk to it. You can tell it what you want and hope that it takes all of your wishes back to Santa, but you can't touch it or you'll never see it move. Oh, then it's just the elf loses his power and then and then it's over. It's, it's over. no more Christmas for you if you can't tell Santa what you want. You probably won't get it. So that you know that works. Well, that's kind of mean. <laughs> Two kids. I mean, you know, they accidentally touch it just being kids. You know, out of curiosity, and then they'll probably go. I don't know. 
touch or maybe accidentally touching it. I don't know. Seems it's mean to me. <laughs> well, and it, there has been some criticism for it uh -huh. when it comes to, you know, well, are you teaching your children that you're only mm -hmm. behaving because you will either be punished or rewarded rather than because that's the, the good thing to do. Right. But, I mean, that's not even my biggest complaint. My biggest complaint with the elf on the shelf has been this weird thing that's developed where it's funny for the elf to create messes or do naughty things. So when the children wake up and find the elf, he has gotten into the ornaments and broken them. And, or he has you know, done something else naughty, made a mess, or gotten himself into some predicament that that they shouldn't be doing. Okay, wow. He's watching exactly. them to keep them from being naughty, but, but yeah, he's, he's the one <laughs> being naughty. And so I think it's kind of this strange message that people are sending, but people have had a lot of fun. People document it. They take pictures. If you go online and look on the internet, you can find so many pictures of these naughty elves on the shelf. But what I mean, it, they did? Wow. What they did. But yeah. it could be positive. I have a friend who does it, and it's actually, it's actually a really cute story because she got the elf on the shelf when she was, it was only a year, I think it was last year. So she was five or six and her, my friend's mother had just passed away. Mm -hmm. So they named the elf after oh, her grandmother so whom she was missing. So she's very attached to the elf and, and, and it does, sometimes does naughty things, but it's also just this connection that she was able yeah, to keep with sure, her yeah. grandmother. So it, it is kind of cute and that's been sort of a fun new tradition for the family. But yeah, I didn't take this one on. I had too many things I was doing, and I thought, <laughs> we don't need any elves visiting our house. And my children are getting a little older, so. Why? No elf at our house. Yeah, I don't know if I, I am going to ever, <laughs> ever do this. I, yeah, so. I can never remember the tooth fairy, so I can't imagine having to remember to oh. do something after the child goes to bed every night. Oh my goodness, <laughs> okay. I gotta wait for that tooth fairy thing too now. Well, we're gonna talk about that maybe next time but anyways uh, so there are 25 days of Christmas and there are 25 events that you did every day so can you like tell me what are the favorite things that you did like maybe your what's the what are the favorite what we things like that to you're, do yeah. the most for the 25 days of Christmas yeah like um yeah I think we probably all have different favorites. I've asked my kids the same question before and we have very different favorites, which is probably good because we have 25 days. We can do all of them. Right. But um, I particularly like doing um, the really cheesy Christmas movies, which I'm alone on. I sometimes find myself the only one left in the room watching them because really? they all leave me. They hate the cheesy Christmas <laughs> movies, but they're so fun. They're, I mean, sometimes they're really horrible, but but they're also fun. Okay. Um, and then also, I like getting the tree, like going to the tree farm, mm -hmm. having that experience. I think that is so much fun. Mm -hmm. um, and also, I like I like to just go out and and be places that are dressed up and decorated for Christmas. We visited Seattle a couple of weeks ago, and it was just fun to go to the Pikes Market where they had a ton of green garland along all the eaves of the shops, and they had white lights everywhere, and just all that fun, festive decoration. I mm -hmm. like to kind of go out, and it makes me feel excited about the season. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other thing I really love to do is to do something good for somebody else. So we've kind of done different things throughout the year. For several years, we would actually go stand in front of a store and ring the bell for the Salvation mm -hmm. Army so people could donate. Mm -hmm. When the kids were little, and we would dress them up in red and white with their little Santa hats, mm -hmm. People gave so much money because they were so cute. <laughs> so, so that was, we, we helped other people be charitable. Right. Um, this year we donated money to a 
an adoption organization. Mm -hmm. They had a whole bunch of things you could purchase, like you could pay for a garden for a family, or you could pay for a year of education for a girl, or you could do even something simple like a pair of shoes. And so we did a year of education for a girl and a, and a pair of shoes. So, wow. I mean, there's something you can do that you're helping someone else. You're not just thinking about the gifts that you'll be getting. So those are my favorite. Um, my daughters love the nights where we make Christmas candy. Um, my older daughter loves wrapping gifts. So a lot of times I'll put them in boxes and write names on them so she doesn't see what they are. And, oh, then, okay. and then she'll make them all beautiful with wrapping paper. Oh, um, and she also likes making the Christmas cards that we make every year to, to mail out mm -hmm. to our family. Right. And my younger daughter also liked the baking and the random acts of kindness. So lots of fun things to do. Oh, yeah. Sounds like good <laughs> um and also so one of the things that you mentioned were uh was that uh gifts and stock stockings i mean in korea a lot of people think that christmas is all about giving gifts to kids i don't think not so much between adults you know but like kids definitely get gifts and also i assume that a lot of people still hang their stockings uh, on the walls because fireplaces are not really common things mm. to have in Korea. So people probably just randomly, I don't know, maybe on the windows or wall, one of the walls, they'll probably hang their stockings. But gifts underneath the tree and then you still get something in the stockings too. What was oh, okay. that about? I see what you're asking. Mm -hmm. So the tree, typically everything that's wrapped mm -hmm. and under the tree, those are gifts from family members or friends. Mm -hmm. And and then the gifts that are in the stockings mm -hmm. are typically from Santa. So it, my stocking growing up didn't usually have very many gifts. I mean, sometimes they had small gifts. You might get a necklace or something little, but usually it was like treats and goodies. Okay. So we would candies get candies. I would get an orange growing up, which mm. I think used to be more common than it is now. But That's anything true. that was in the stocking, mm. those were things Santa brought. Anything that was set out Christmas Eve, usually also not wrapped, um, was from Santa, which we have carried through with our kids. So after the kids go to sleep, then we put out the Santa gifts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they probably believed they actually came from Santa until they were 11 or 12. And then we still did it anyway, just because it was yeah. tradition and yeah. it was fun. So we would put their, you know, label, this pile is for, you know, Hannah, this pile is for Signe. We would have all of the labeled Santa gifts and we would put the stockings out next to their Santa gift, like Santa had done it for them. For them, okay. I remember my parents putting some oranges in my stockings and I totally thought that's whole Korean thing, but oh, yeah, you got the... I had an orange in my stocking also. Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, my last question is about that your traditional Christmas Eve dinner. So so you, well, you became vegan seven years ago? Yes. And, and I saw that you offered a cooked honey glazed baked ham before and then you right. switched to something else. And what are those things? I saw that you had like stuffed paprika shrimps. Yeah. But what so, did you cook them? It changes every year, so I can't really remember everything that we've done. But I remember one year we did sort of a Mexican theme. That I think that was what you might be referencing. Mm -hmm. We had stuffed peppers and corn cakes and fresh guacamole and salsa and things like that. We still kind of did it in courses. Mm -hmm. um, but so it was a little more themed that year. Uh, one year we did something. We did a lentil loaf, which basically was... Lentils and veggies and uh, seasoning, and I think there were nuts in it. You cook those all together and you put them inside pastry dough and bake it. So mm. it's like a loaf 
kind of like meatloaf, meatloaf but it yeah, has but no the, meat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we cooked vegetables to go with that. I think I might've had Brussels sprouts and we made a mushroom gravy to put on top. Mm-hmm. So good. yeah, and we just do something different every year. I just try to get inspired, go look something up, find something that seems interesting that we can make into courses that's a little more work than we might do mm. on the regular evening. So do you prefer entire meal, like from the appetizer to uh, the dessert? For things or for Christmas Eve dinner, yes. Normally we don't cook that elaborately, but right. we try to make Christmas Eve dinner something that's an event. So we make it fancier. We dress up. We have the candlelight. Mm-hmm. We make the four course meal so that it feels like something more important and special than any other day. Yeah, wow, that sounds good. 자 지금까지는 저희 블로그에 올려진 제니의 글을 바탕으로 제가 궁금해하는 점들을 물어봤고요. 여러분께서 영어 공부하는 데 조금이나마 도움이 어, 되었으면 하는 바람에 저희가 앞으로는 내 질문과 대답이 끝난 후에는 어, 중요한 문장들을 여러분께 소개를 해드리려고 해요. 물론 어, 제가 영어로 질문을 하고 제니는 거기에 대한 의미라던가 또는 어떤 식으로 활용을 할수 있는지 대답을 해줄 예정이니까 여러분께서도 끝까지 놓치지 마시고 저희가 어떤 문장들을 다시 얘기를 하는지 한번 잘 살펴보시길 바래요. So Jenny, I have some phrases that I've heard of before, of course, and also a couple of word sentences are or phrases are it's new to me the first time that I've heard so if you can explain those to me that'd be great okay um, be very helpful the first one is beat the crowds I know what that means but can you tell me what exactly like how you can use this uh, phrase okay so I think I might have used this going early to the Christmas tree farm was that when I said this we go early to beat the crowds mm-hmm. um, and basically it just means we're just going there to get ahead of them so we're gonna win by getting there first we're gonna beat them there and therefore not have to deal with the had- headache of being there during the busiest time during the crowds so beating the crowds just means getting there ahead of the crowds <laughs> mm, I see 자, 지금 beat the crowds 라는 말을 들으셨는데요 uh, 이 말은 뭐 방금 제니가 설명했듯이 어떤 여러분께서 쇼핑을 가신다던가 또는 어떤 여행지에 가신다던가 많은 사람들이 좀 북적북적거리거나 하는 경우가 많죠. 그럴 상황을 피하고자 미리 먼저 어느 장소에 가서 이제 볼일을 본다. 그럴 때이 의미, 의미를 쓴다고 합니다. 자 다음으로 넘어갈게요. So then, um, next one, number two, it gets decked out in. Yes, so lots of things could potentially get decked out. So okay. you can, as a person, you can get dressed and you can get decked out in your best clothing. Or mm-hmm. I think in this case, I talked about the house being decked out for Christmas. Right. Um, which basically basically just means to be dressed up or to be decorated in a festive or fancy manner. So the house was decked out, meaning we got all the decorations and we put them all out and we made everything look beautiful and festive. Can you uh, say this phrase on something else like people or... Yeah, you can say, oh, I arrived at the party and I saw that my friend was totally decked out for the occasion. Oh. Like she got what she got dressed up. She put on something fancy. Mm. So yes, you can use it the same way for people. So the second question I asked was get decked out in. I heard that Uh, 잘 잘 때, 때 so, 
Uh, and next one is I cut myself some slack. Uh, what does that mean? Okay, so if you're cutting yourself some slack, then you're just you're trying not to be too critical of yourself or not giving yourself um, too much of a hard time. I was cutting myself some slack by just saying, you know what, I'm not going to do Elf on the Shelf. I'm not going to stress myself out, out over that or judge myself too harshly for not choosing to jump on this trend because it was one extra thing and I wasn't going to worry about it. So it's like giving yourself some break or something like that? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, 자, 3번은 I cut myself some slack. 이 문장은요. 너무 본인이 어떤 일을 하다가 보면 너무 자신을 너무 몰아붙이게 되죠? 그럴 때 조금의 여유를 준다고 할까? 휴식을 취하고 싶을 때 또는 자기 본인이 조금 릴렉스하기를 원할 때 이런 문장을 쓴다고 합니다. 자, 4번은요. Uh, my future husband. I I found these uh, words on your article. It says my future husband and also my soon to be mother-in-law. I guess you can use both ways. Yes. Well, and in the one, I'm talking, yes, about the person that at the time I was just dating him. Mm -hmm. Later, I married him. Mm -hmm. But just to give you an indication that I'm talking about my husband, mm -hmm. this is my, at the time, he was not my husband. Right. Therefore, my future husband. Um, and then the same for my mother-in-law. Like, she was not my mother-in-law then, but she later became my mother-in-law, which I think is important to know. Right. So rather than just saying the mother of the guy I was dating, right. <laughs> I called her, you know, my, my soon-to-be mother-in-law. Mm -hmm. Because I don't actually think we were even engaged at this point, but mm -hmm. I did go on to marry him. She did become my mother-in-law. Right. So at that point, she was probably still could be considered my soon-to-be mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. 본인의 미래의 배우자가 될 사람이나 또는 미래의 가족의 멤버가 될 사람들을 소개할 때 어, 남편 될 사람이에요 또는 저희 시어머님이 되실 분이에요 라고 설명을 하시죠 그럴 때쓸수 있는 말이네요 물론 뭐 나의 미래가 어, 남편이 될 사람이다 라고 my future husband 또는 어, 나, 나의 시어머니가 되실 분이야 my future mother-in-law도 괜찮지만 이렇게 두 가지 다른 어, 문장으로 이렇게 활용이 가능하다고 합니다. 첫 번째, my future husband라고 하시면 되고요. 또는 my future, my soon to be husband도 괜찮겠죠? 음, 이렇게 한번 활용해 보시는 것도 좋을 것 같습니다. 자, 5번입니다. Number five sounds like French to me. Can you read this? <웃음> <웃음> oh, I say, I think I said we eschewed electricity for candlelight mm -hmm. in regards to our Christmas Eve dinner, mm -hmm. where we turn off all the lights and we light candles and we eat by candlelight. Mm -hmm. So in this case, the word eschew, if mm -hmm. you eschew something, mm -hmm. you're avoiding it or you're, you know, you're not doing it because you are doing something else, mm -hmm. which is, in this case, kind of has the connotation as being perceived as better. So okay. when you go out to eat at a fancy dinner, mm -hmm. or at a fancy restaurant, mm -hmm. often they have candlelight, and they have, you know, it's dim, everything's fancier. Mm -hmm. Therefore, by eschewing electricity for candlelight, we're, we're not having electricity, we're doing something fancier, mm -hmm. we're having candlelight dinner. Mm -hmm. So number five, that 5번은요, shoot electricity for candlelight 라는 말입니다. 여러분 분명 어, 어떤 거를 좀 피한다 라는 의미가 있는 것은 대부분 avoid를 사용하시죠. 근데 이 shoot, can you say again? Shoot. <웃음> yes, shoot. <웃음> 어, 이, 이 단어는요. 어, 뭔가 어떤 것을 피하긴 피하는데 바로 더 좋은 것이 앞에 있을 때더 좋은 일을 하기 위해서 어떤 특정한 것을 이제 꺼리고자 또는 피하고자 할때그이 단어를 좀더 
세부나 셋이나 하기 위해서 이 단어를 쓴다고 합니다. So number six, cheesy movie. So we have, this is funny because we have very um, similar expression in Korea too, especially about songs or people, especially guys, <laughs> and words, things like that. So why cheesy? We'll probably, in Korea, we'll probably say buttery or oily or greasy. I think that's really interesting. Like you mentioned this, mm -hmm. and I know what cheesy means, obviously, mm -hmm. and how to use it, but I started thinking, why do we use cheesy? Mm -hmm. I wasn't actually sure where the word came from and wondered if it had something, especially when you mentioned the words you might use instead. Mm -hmm. I thought, oh, is it related to food? So I, I did a little research, mm -hmm. and I found that it actually has nothing to do with food. And mm -hmm. in fact, it was originally from an Urdu word, mm -hmm. cheese, but spelled C-H-I-Z, and it, it means a thing. Okay. But the way they used it was like, you were the thing. It was something that was big and it was important. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe fancy or impressive. Um, and so somebody could be the thing, the cheese, or be cheesy in mm -hmm. a good way. Okay. Meaning that you would aspire to it. They were wealthy. It was important. But it, it came to be used kind of more in a sarcastic manner. So yeah. instead of being something that was positive, it became something negative. You'd say, oh, he's so cheesy. Like he's trying too hard. He's trying to be fancy, but mm -hmm. it's so obviously not. And so it's kind of overdone. So in this case, the movie was cheesy because it was trying too hard to too be much. cutesy. It's too romantic. It's too unrealistic, maybe. It's just overdone. Like it's trying to be something that it's not really accomplishing. Oh, I see. Then cheesy means actually more like corny than slimy or sleazy? Yes. Oh, I see now. 여기서 cheesy라는 단어를 씁니다. 저, 저 같은 경우에도 cheesy라는 단어를 들었을 때 치즈랑 관련이 되어 있나? 라고 생각을 했었는데요. 뭐 얘기를 들어보니까 원래 그 어원은 C-H-I-Z 여기서 나온 말이라고 하네요. 이말 기원 자체가 어떤 뭐 것에 대해서 얘기를 할때 굉장히 훌륭하고 좋고 또는 사람에 대해서는 얘기할 때는 바로 그 사람 누군가 굉장히 대단하고 뭐 부자이거나 그런 모범이 되는 그런 사람들을 얘기할 때 쓰던 말이었는데 어, 요즘에 들어와서는 이 말이 오히려 반대로 더 이상 좋은 의미가 아닌 나쁜 의미로 이렇게 의미가 바뀌어서 쓰이고 있다고 해요. 그래서 치즈 무비라고 한다면 잘 만들어진 무비가 아니라 어, 너무 과장되게 너무 너무 귀엽게 만들려고 과장한다던가 너무 로맨틱하게 만들려고 과장을 한다던가 그런 영화들을 어, 말할 때 이렇게 cheesy라는 단어를 써서 cheesy movie라고 한다고 합니다. We hope you enjoyed our discussion today and perhaps learned something new. If you did, join us next time as we talk about New Year's traditions. Also, if you have any questions or experiences you'd like to share with us, leave a comment on our blog and we will choose a question to answer or experience to share on our next podcast. 여러분 재미있게 들으셨나요? 다음 시간에는 이곳에서 보내는 새해에 관한 얘기를 다룰 예정입니다. 오늘 저희의 얘기가 흥미로우셨다면 다음번에도 꼭 방문해 주시기 바랍니다. 또한 저희 이야기에 관한 질문이 있으시거나 함께 공유하고 싶은 이야기가 있으시면 저희 네이버 블로그 Unbounded Compass에 방문해 주셔서 글을 남겨주시길 바래요 저희가 답변도 드리고 기회가 되면 저희 팟캐스트에서도 함께 얘기해 보고 싶습니다. 그럼 행복한 크리스마스 보내시고요. 다음 시간에 뵙겠습니다. 메리 크리스마스!